Hello and welcome to College Sports Conversations presented by the NCAA. I'm Cameron Shu. The NCAA Student Athlete Advisory Committees are the collective voice of student athletes in each respective division. For Division I, there are 32 members representing each conference, and they are responsible for ensuring the student athlete voice is heard across all aspects of NCAA oversight. Today, my guest is one of those SAC members, Asia Goins from the Colonial Athletic Association. Asia is a recent graduate from Towson University, where she was a volleyball player and earned her degree in exercise science. Asia is also a proven advocate for activism and driving social change, as seen by her accomplishments throughout her college career. Asia, welcome. Hi, it's nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. So, as I mentioned, it's very clear that activism is a core fabric of your life. Where does that come from and what was your inspiration? Um, I would definitely say my parents and just my family in general. So, I'm Filipino, black and white. A lot of people probably don't know that about me until they ask me about things like this. But my mom, both of her parents are immigrants from the Philippines. So when they came over here, they kind of had to start a life for their families. My grandmother actually had 12 brothers and sisters. Wow. So she had to figure out a way to immigrate all of them here. My dad actually grew up in a small country town in Indiana. So his family was the only minority family in the town. So when me and my sister were younger, he taught us a lot just about the culture and a lot in the history and what happened in America. And I realized that a lot of my peers had no idea about this history. Mm. Once I got to college, I thought maybe it'd be a little bit different just because the DMV mm. area, there's right. a lot more diversity than there is in the Midwest. But I realized that kind of wasn't the case. So during 2020, when everything was going on, a lot of my coaches looked to me and was like, hey, do you want to start something at our institution? Wow. So then I got the opportunity to create um, what is still there and known as Towson University Athletes for Inclusion, Diversity, and Equity. I love it. You've already asked the next question I was going to ask you. <laughs> so, you know, early on in your college career, you're instrumental in the formation of that T-U-A-I-D-E. And you're part of the Colonial Athletic Association's United for Change Executive Committee. So if you could do a little more detail, tell us about those two initiatives. Yeah, so the first one at Towson, I created that, honestly, with my assistant coach and one of my great mentors who worked in, he's one of the senior associate athletic directors for Towson. His name's Devon Robb. He's a great mentor of mine. Helped me create this committee. Um, kind of the main purpose and mission of it, we wanted to help educate people, kind of what that problem I was talking about before, and also kind of promote and just help a lot of the stereotypes people believe or ongoing situations that happen in society. So kind of a couple of things we created was an anti-racism statement because we realized that a lot of the handbooks for the teams, they didn't have those. Um, we also implemented um, what we call Towson University Cultural Appreciation Night Games. Okay. So we would pair up with a local charity or organization within the Baltimore area kind of in support of DEI work. And they would whether they would have youth come to the games who have never been on a college campus, or we would donate to their organizations any goods or items that That's they cool. needed. And then we would promote a certain heritage at that game, whatever, usually whatever applied to the team. A lot of the minorities mm -hmm. at Towson, they felt like a lot of people on their team maybe didn't understand them. So we would like promote that at the games. 
um, for the CAA Family United for Change. That committee is made of student-athletes, athletic directors, different people serving on athletic administration, um, and people within the conference office who, whether as a student, maybe you experience different problems as a minority, or you're an ally, or even as an athletic administrator, like you might experience those problems too because you're not in a diverse environment. So one of the things they implemented throughout the conference, I want to say it's still going on, is that they play Lift Every Voice and Sing, which a lot of people had no idea what that is. But it's played before every athletic contest, which was a very big deal for all of us to have. And um, another thing that they did was another anti-racism mission statement, I think, that they play at championships before every single contest as well. Wow, that's that's a lot happening. Good, yeah, good. that's that's excellent for you and your experience. Obviously, at such a young age, that's great. And jumping forward, currently you're an intern in the Towson Total Tiger program. It's a program created by the university for student athletes to educate, advocate, mentor, and serve in the local Baltimore community. So, what's that experience been like? So, yeah, that was another one of my mentors. His name is Antoine Smith. Um, Really great person, has done a lot for the university. Um, But in that position, I was still able to continue working with SAC, sit in on a lot of athletic um, senior, like athletic director meetings, which was a lot of fun because I didn't see a lot of the work they got to do, even though I was on the SAC executive board. Um, Working with all of our student athletes, like leadership initiatives. So we had a mental health initiative called Own Your Roar that I got to work with. Um, I had never done a collab with them, really, to you athletes vote to continue voter participation yeah. on the Towson campus. And then also to you aid, which I had run kind of that transition period where I was trying to train someone to take over <laughs> once I graduated. So all of those things I got to work with and kind of help mentor those people because now we have a lot of underclassmen as my class was a lot of the people who led these student athlete initiatives. <sighs> so we were kind of in that transition period of yeah. these people want to take over, but they don't know what to right, do. Absolutely. So then that was kind of the main part of my internship and also getting a lot of not the athletic administration necessarily, but more the coaches to understand a lot of the work that we're doing and to kind of show them how important it is that their athletes do get involved in these things. I love that. That's great. So we're going to switch gears here a little bit. And so you had a strong volleyball season your freshman year. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, unfortunately you experienced some injuries over the next couple seasons that limited your time on the court. How, how were you able to cope with that roller coaster? Yeah, so coming in as a freshman, I definitely did not expect to play, nor did I know if the program was as good as, like, what a lot of people were saying. Um, Coming in, very scary to start and play. A lot of confidence issues, had no idea if I'd be good or not to play. Um, After that season, though, in the past, I had problems with concussions. So then the next season, during COVID, I was actually one of the people that got COVID in the middle of the season. My entire house did, my roommates. So that kind of led to some more like, oh, I'm in quarantine, didn't get released till the conference tournament. So then when we went to the NCAA tournament after winning conferences, won my spot back, got to play. Good for you. Junior and senior year, though, I didn't play that much, but I knew, like, my role on the team. I knew I could be a leader, continue to implement the culture that we had kind of set for the past two years coming in, which was a big deal because that was a problem we had. 
Um, I served like on our leadership council that we have within our volleyball program, which Excellent. each class has a designated person who serves on it. And it's kind of with our coaches. So we kind of just discuss any problems going on with the team or any other standards that maybe we want to implement to just ensure that we're on the goal that we all want to accomplish by the end of season. So just serving as that and then also continuing to kind of be a leader on the sidelines, yeah. make sure everyone's engaged, yeah. make sure everyone is having a good time supporting one another because that's a huge thing because in volleyball, it is a team sport. If you yes. only have one good player, like you'll never win. So I kind of took that role on because I had known one of my former teammates. She did that for the team uh, and she kind of led that example for all of us. So kind of just playing those two roles, like, I always knew, like, as long as I play my role, like, as a group, we're going to get to the angle at the end of the day. So stats and the other accolades honestly didn't mean that much to me in general. Has it always been that way? Like, where does that come from? Um, I would say so. Yeah. Um, definitely a lot of people tell me that, like, I was, like, the mom of the team. <laughs> but it's just, like, for me, I don't want to waste a lot of energy on just the negative things instead of mm. we could just look at the positive things and keep moving forward in general. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So uh, during that time that you were uh, dealing with COVID and all that, how, as we all know, that's just a very difficult situation um, for every athletic program across the country during that time. How, how were your teammates for you during that time? Yeah, it was definitely a very hard situation just because we didn't realize how much we valued each other's time during uh. practice even though that's such, like, a simple thing, like, you wouldn't think of it. But we did start to realize, like, oh, like, I miss practicing with them or, yeah. like, hanging out with them. So I think we all, once we were able to start practicing together again, like, we realized, like, this is the only time we get to hang out unless, like, we're approved to hang out outside of practice. So it actually became more enjoyable. <laughs> I would say it was a very unique experience to go to Omaha during that time for the NCAA tournament because it was something no one had ever experienced. Um, so that's definitely like a cool memory that I feel like I've had from my college like experience and playing sports. But yeah, it was definitely very hard just for the social interaction piece. I'll bet, man. All right. So in addition to your advocating for social change, your studies and your volleyball, you also took on the role of being the vice chair of the Towson SAC and then the CAA representative on the national division one SAC for the last couple of years. Why was it important for you to add this responsibility on top of everything else you had going on? So starting off with all of that, I had no idea what CAA SAC was. I had no idea what National SAC was. <laughs> um, and I had been involved at my institution SAC, but I didn't even know that we had like an actual board. So when I started a lot of the DEI work, it caught wind in the CAA and also caught wind at our institution. So once that happened and people were applying to be on CAA SAC and be the national rep, a lot of them heard of me and they're like, would you want to do this? I'm like, well, first off, what is it? And like, how much of a time commitment is this going right. to be? So once they told me, I was like, yeah, like, I don't like, why not? Like, I feel like I've done this portion at my institution. Like, why wouldn't I do this on like another level? So once I got picked for that, I honestly didn't think I was going to get picked. After I got picked for that, I was like off to convention within oh. a month and a half. So when I got to convention, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what any yeah. of these people are talking about. Um, but and, I, and convention is overwhelming. Yeah, it's very <laughs> intense. It's definitely an intense environment, but yeah. it's fun. And then I realized that pretty much everyone was in the same boat as me. Yeah. They didn't know what yeah. anyone was really talking about. So after I realized that through conversations and other people's experiences and stories that they experience a lot of the same things as me, that I realized how powerful National SAC was. 
So learning a lot of things I did from my first convention, taking it back to my conference sack, because we we hadn't met in person until this past summer. So we just because of COVID restrictions. So it was still hard to get a lot of things done and moving. But after kind of learning the ways of national sack and passing those down, like I realized that the national sack does continue like a chain. And without my experience there, I probably would have never done any of that. But after meeting the people and seeing all the work that everybody does and everybody's kind of in the same boat, like I'm the only person at my institution that cares and does this, I realized that like it actually is very impactful. And clearly now we're starting to see a lot of the changes that we've been working on for the past couple of years. That's great. Mm-hmm. And what would you say your biggest takeaway from your time on the SAC has been? Um, I would say the biggest takeaway, I'd probably just say that like, the stereotype of people that aren't in our generation not listening to us is becoming more and more false the more that we work with different committees and groups. Like, it still kind of stands, but in a lot of ways, we're still relatable in a lot of different ways. And there's yeah. still a lot of things that both of the generations deal with. But I think that the barrier is starting to be broken down and that it's very cool to see that when you actually just begin to listen and take some of their advice, like how understanding and great relationship and partnership that you can like build with them in general. That's a great perspective. I love it. it. All right. Well, I want to wrap up with two last questions here. First being, you know, what's next for you? So I actually just moved down to Gainesville, Florida, and I'm going to be working for the Gators Experience as a graduate assistant while getting my master's in sport management. Good for you. So, yeah, definitely going to be a big change, but I'm very excited. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And what, what, what do you hope to do with that? So the Gators Experience is for student-athlete development, so they do, like, career work with the student-athletes, leadership growth, DEI work, community nice. service, working with SAC. So all those things entailed, I hope to work with student-athlete development after my two years with University of Florida. I have no idea where. Would love to work in any conference yeah. office, yeah. any Division One institution, but just continuing to work with the student-athletes and pass on what I've learned from my experiences is one of like my favorite things to do. And I'm happy that I changed my path from exercise <laughs> science to now doing this to something yeah. I enjoy a lot more. I love that. And, and I'm so glad you said that because that leads to my last question. So what advice would you have for a current or incoming student athlete to get the most out of their college experience like you just did? I would definitely just say get involved. Like, it seems like you might not have time to do a lot of these things, but in reality, it's not going to take up that much more of your time than what your sport in school does. And without my experiences, I would have never been in the position I am now. And it's done so many things for me, and I've met so many people that wanted to mentor me and just give me advice. And without me getting involved, like, I would have never been in the position I am right now. Asia, again, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. I've really loved this conversation. Thank you so much. And that does it for this edition of College Sports Conversations presented by the NCAA. Thanks for joining us, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.